because there is something that I learned on the last two years. Right. We don't have good or bad candidates. You have good and bad fits, you know. It's important to show what you have behind the resume. You show that what you have behind the lines. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Sporting Global Podcast. And today I'm here with Cristiano. And uh, Cristiano, how, how are you? How's, how's life? I'm fine. Life is very good. Thanks for your invitation to be part of this podcast. I'm very excited to, to make this, uh, this conversation with you. Thank you for the invitation. Absolutely. It's, it's our pleasure having you part of this. And, uh, and I mean, like, you have such a vast experience in the recruitment space and tradition, of course, like that into the sport industry. And there's a lot of stuff there we're going to tackle into today, you know, giving like some insights, you know, digging into your brain a little bit, you know, but first and foremost, you know, it's just going to be a fun conversation, you know, about your your experiences and what, what, what you've been up to, you know, for for the last, you know, you know, 10, 10, 15, you know, years digging a little bit back. And I think that's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. And, and uh, for those of you that are tuning in, you know, make sure to like the video, subscribe as well to the YouTube channel, because every week you, you will get key tips, you know, from leaders like Cristiano sharing his insights, his tips. And in this one, it's, it's quite special. You know, it's going to share a little bit his HR thoughts. The recruitment head is going to give you some advice on like what people are looking for when they're recruiting and stuff like that so, so that's always helpful and uh i mean like christiana like i just kind of like want to see like because you're the way you started your industry like the way you started your career like it wasn't really into recruitment so how did your journey i guess into the recruitment industry begin yeah yeah it, we, it was not at all you know I, i'm a production mechanic i'm a mechanical production engineer yeah. I started working inside the industry, heavy industry. I started to work in the metallurgical industry. Yeah. Uh, during this time, I was uh, working on the production. I was, I was working inside the quality, inside the, 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 the after sales. So learning a little bit about everything. Right. But on certain moment of my career, I was not happy with the industry. I was not yeah. happy with the daily basis that I was having. And I started to apply for new, looking for a new jobs. Uh, and I started to apply for our jobs. And in certain moment during an interview, the girl that was interviewing me, she said, okay, you look like a headhunter. What do you think of being, about being a headhunter? I need to confess on that moment it was like a shock, you know? Yeah. What, headhunter? Come on, I'm an engineer. <laughs> what I'm thinking that I can be an HR guy. Right. But that kind of question makes me curious about it. And I said, okay, let's move forward on the process. And after, I don't, I don't, do not remember how much, but after some interviews, they proposed me to join the company. It was big, a big company uh, that I decided to join. And it was the, something like I found myself inside this career. And I'm right. working as a head hunter for the last 16 years. Uh, moving abroad, moving inside on the beginning in Brazil, after this Amer Latin America, now Europe, now working globally. So that that's, I'm very happy with the, with this change on my career. Yeah. And it was very good because I always like to deal with people, you know, uh, right. deal with people is something that's challenging. Uh, or every time that you can change some people's life, 
changing for they they job their jobs uh, making them happy dealing with some a lot of things like salaries history of life uh, sometimes changing uh, like uh, country to country city to city so it's very challenging and i like this you know talking to people who understand what the, th the, the other things are thinking and that's me i'm here <laughs> well, yes, I, had I think it's fascinating too though just just also like i have to like make a comment on the whole you look like a headhunter what, what does that even mean <laughs> i i think that when you look like a headhunter you know that the headhunter should be some someone that can someone that like to to be inside a relation you know you need to like to talk to people right. you need some to be someone that like to do to answer questions, to do questions, you know, uh, uh, every time that I was, for example, on vacation with my family, my wife says to me, okay, we are on vacation, don't be a headhunter, you know, because I'm always talking to everyone, always thinking about, okay, what, what you do for a living, what is mm. your job, what is your dream job, you are always making questions, and I think that uh, on, on, on my personal side, I've always been curious about everything, Try to learn the maximum that I can, right. even though that I did engineer, that that that, that uh, I became an engineer. Sure. I always have my mind open to learn about everything, you know, yeah. to learn about what's marketing, what's HR, what is, uh, for example, the, the the medical guys. Every time that I go with the doctor, I ask a lot of questions to understand about my body, to understand about my kids, and that, 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 that's it. And I think that's it to be a headhunter. You need to like people, and you need to like to talk. Well, I mean, like, I, I think you just literally changed a lot of people's impression of what a headhunter is. And I think that's a really <laughs> important thing. Like, it, it's like being a networker and a communicator, you know, in a sense. First, yeah, like, yeah. A lot of people in sports that are they're just like, I, like I'm good at networking I'm good at like communication like headhunter is away or like you know there's a lot of options that I don't think people like you know people always have their boxes and like you know their impressions of yeah. what they are and and I just like when you were just saying this I was like we have to like just explain okay networking communication so there's a lot of a lot of potential there yeah that, that, that's it you need to use your networking you need to build your network and you you need to communicate and and you need to link the dots, you know, right. every time that you have a, a very good candidate on your hands, mm -hmm. you need to think about what I can do with this candidate. Right. Is this candidate good enough for that kind of company? You know, I, 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 it's of course, if I know someone inside that company, I can link the dots between the candidate and the, and the client. That, yeah, that's that the, the, the headhunter life. Thinking. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. You are always thinking about how to solve, to solve problem, to bring right. solution and to, to to join people together, you know, yes, it's, it's, it's very, it's very, it's very similar to the sport in the industry, you know. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure, and and I guess like, what at, at what point though, and and I guess like in your headhunter career, did you kind of like in, start including the sports sector and sort of like transitioning more into sports roles, like where was and how was that epiphany coming to life i guess <laughs> yeah uh, i was working as a headhunter for a long time and i was thinking about how to change the way that the traditional industry are doing and i started thinking about and i i, I always love sports i practice sports every day and 
I have a lot of uh, good friends that are inside the this, this soccer world, you know. Mm-hmm. Some, the, some of them are, are football players, some of them are working as CEO of clubs. So I have a very good relation inside the soccer world. Yeah. And I start to, to, to see that sometimes they, they, they are so traditional, like, okay, I know this big guy inside that big club. I will contact him to send him the best candidates. And sometimes they, they are not... I will not say they are not professional, but it's much more about indication that uh, bringing the real talent inside the, 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 the inside the club, inside everything. Yeah. And I said, okay, I can I can change this inside the industry. I will try to bring a new model that I will show to the clubs that are becoming more and more professional. That I will show to the clubs how you can bring a professional process of recruiting someone. Not because it's an indication of the CEO, an indication of that political guy inside the club. Mm. Bring someone that really uh, will really bring value added to the to the position. No, right. someone that can bring can really change something. Someone that okay, I will bring you three to four candidates that I interviewed them, I asked them, I look their behavior, I look their technical competencies, I look everything, and now after talking with I don't know 20, 25 guys. I have these three guys that have match with your position, and this start to to the, the some clubs start to be curious about it. Some some sports leagues start to be curious about it, and I start to okay, let's try. And I start to try, and then we are still uh, even that I'm working with this for the last four, three to four years. I'm still uh, I'm still young on this inside this market. Yeah, you know? yeah. I'm still changing. I'm still talking to people to convince them that they can bring the professionalism to, 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 to the process. And that's the moment that we are. But I really think that when you bring um, what you have on the market and yeah. show to them, okay, this guy that you have as an indication can be good, but try, let's try to compare this guy to the other two or three people that I have on the process. Mm-hmm. Let's have a neutral decision about, okay, who is the best guy to work with me? Who is the right. best candidate to work with me? Not the best indication, but the best candidate. Or uh, the, the, the brother or sister of somebody in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the organization, which has sort of like been a typical, I guess, history in, in sports, you know, like over time as well. Not only, of course, like, you know, in, in I guess like in your close network, but also like, you know, former players or something like that going into roles, you know, without necessarily that you know skill set or competency so having those critical eyes and, and sort of like opening a lot of those i guess the the aspect of like okay who's who's the best person for the job and who at the end of the day is going to bring you you know money into the organization or whatever the, what that goals are you know so of course you know there, there, there are several key factors there and, and i guess like in a sense you know help slowing down the pace a little bit of the industry yeah which, which yeah kind of like seems ironic but at the same time like you know i think every day and and we look at it now even with like the olympics and everything too it's like it, it goes so fast you know there's always you know sport is yeah. so fresh you know there's always something new so you live in this fast-paced bubble where you think you don't really have time to make those decisions so you can like just go based on you know well what do you know or like what do you kind of like your safe spots right and then we as as i guess like as, as in that recruitment space in sport has to kind of like help people slow down a little bit and just like well what is the best best 
choice here? What is the smartest? Yeah, yeah. actually. And, and, and you know, the sports is much more becoming professional, professional, professional. Right. Uh, every time that you think about a club, for example, it's not a club. It's like a company. You know, you you need to thinking about your resources as uh, as your machines. You you need to bring them on the best performance that they can have. Right. So to have this, you need to have uh, an executive commission behind them, mm-hmm. thinking and taking decisions about okay, how what I need to do to be profitable, what I need to do to bring the best results from the resources that I have. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's something that we can change. For example, right now, I don't, I don't work recruiting inside the teams, for example. When I look to a football club, for example, I'm not working recruiting football players, for example. Right. But uh, you go until the executive positions. Mm-hmm. And to, to, to show to them, and sometimes another day I was talking to a CEO of a club and I said to them, I said to him, I said, hey, Let's think in about this resource inside the field. The, the coach asked for, 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 for this resource, but this resource is not performing good. He's not playing. As a club, should we keep him or should we sell him? Should we think in, as a good resource that we can make money? And if we need to make money, maybe we need to prepare this guy to do three, four, five games Right. to bring value added to the market and to, to negotiate him. So we need to think uh, as an asset of the club, you know, because that, that's what they release. Right, no, 100%. And, and I guess, like, um, being now, though, in the recruitment space for, like, you know, the last, you know, 15, 15 16 years, and, and I guess, first and foremost, like, how has the process, I guess, changed over time? And I guess, like, we you you touched a little bit upon like obviously we talked a little bit about the challenges you know in sports but what kind of like noticeable challenges did you see you know going into the sport industry from like you know your 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 previous experience with other industries because obviously you know there's a difference between you know professionalism yeah yeah you know where all these factors are like what are some of the things that you've been kind of like you know noticing or the, the the biggest challenge is to have the first opportunity every time that you have the first opportunity it's easy to show the good results mm. but the biggest challenge is is for them to open the door doors to test a new model they are very traditional they like to be on the old way uh even though the the, the sports is becoming professional they, they it's, it's something like it's evolutive Every time that you talk to someone, it's like, okay, I, I know how to do it. I don't need your help. Oh, no, I know how to do it. And that's why I'm very aggressive on this approach. Mm-hmm. I always say, okay, you don't need to pay me in advance. Just pay me when you close the position. Right. If you are satisfied, you pay. If you're not satisfied, you're not paid. That, that's, right. that, this kind of aggressive approach no, no change risk. a little bit. Low no risk. risk. You have no risk. You, 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 you don't pay anything to test me and to understand what kind of value I can bring to you. Sure. If you are happy, you close the position and you pay me. If you are not happy, you, you will not close the position, not pay me. Because uh, I really trust on the judgment of my team about recruiting and talking to people. Mm-hmm. And if you have a very good briefing about the job description, what kind of uh, responsibilities the, 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 the owner of the position will look for is very easy, not, not easy, on, I'm not menospreciating things, 
But it's easy when you have some experience to find this kind of behavior on the candidates that you are talking to. It's it's easy to understand, it's easy to make questions. Of course, uh, I'm saying that it's easy because on my career I have more than 10,000 interviews. So that's why for me, uh, it's becoming natural, like a conversation, to understand what are the, the, the the, the behavior of the, the, the candidate that they were talking to, you know, we need to understand things. And of course, the good thing is to be neutral. You know, I can talk to three, four, five guys and say to the, to the owner of the position, hey, this guy have these and these and these as a quality, but take care about these and these points. Mm. And it's easy to, to, to show uh, after some interview by competencies or something like that, it's easy right. to understand and show, okay, here, the, this is the market. And on the market, we have these three guys that are amazing for what you need. Yeah. And that's everything related to what they need because uh, I can bring a lot of good guys, but if they do not fit with the position, doesn't make sense, you know? Makes, doesn't make sense at all. Uh, and, and I yeah. guess, like, um, if you look a little bit into your your role now as a GM for you know global talent HQ, like first and foremost, like what is the core business here? And and I guess like and what what would you say are sort of like the recruitment policy, I guess, of, of the company too? Because obviously, you know, doing being a headhunter in a recruitment company is like, okay, well, what essentially is that policy and what is the core core business looks like? Uh, the, the core business is to work uh, doing recruitment for companies. Um, I work. I do not work with the candidates. I do not receive any money from the candidates. My core business is to work for companies, right. and uh, I'm trying to to bring a new model because I used to work with a very traditional companies, very big ones, uh, listed on the London Stock Exchange, for example. Right. And after a lot of years, I felt okay. They are big enough as, as, uh, as, as the football teams, for example. They are not uh, open to change. They are not open to change their mentality. They are, they are keeping doing the same. Yeah. Once that they have a lot of people inside, it's easy to keep the results. Mm-hmm. But I said, okay, I need to bring a new model. And I'm, I'm, I'm using the, the, uh, the good side of the pandemic, if there is one. I don't think that there is one, but the good side is the pandemic bring us to the technology era. Right. So we can using this kind of uh, video networking, we can use these kind of things for, so you are uh, in another country as me, so we, and we are talking, I have a, a very good conversation to bring a model that I will drop down the boundary. So I will really work global. I will not mm-hmm. work uh, like uh, in Portugal, in Brazil, in Spain, I will work globally. If you are looking for someone and are open to bring the best candidate, I will find the best candidate, no matter where where the best candidate is. If he's in Asia, if he's in Africa, if he's in South America, I don't care. I will bring you the best candidate that you are looking for. Right. And that's something that uh, it's the core. It's to do recruitment with no boundaries on a disruptive way. And why I'm being disruptive? Because I need to understand what what are my client needs. If I understand what my client is looking for, I will be very assertive on the process. If I think into do on the way that I always do, maybe I will do some mistakes. You know, I mean, so like, that's obviously why you know 
innovation and uh, and uh, yeah like, you know new new tools and solutions comes up you know because yeah as you were mentioned like in in those big corporate corporations it's it's easy to just you know it, it's hard to have those um major changes because there's so many you know different stages you have to go through in order to make that make that happen yeah so because they're comfortable you know in their in their position and it's kind of like well we do what we always have to do because it you know kind of works you know and yeah i mean like say the same for you know with us at sporting global where where we sort of like you know saw okay well this is how you know all these traditional job posting sites have been doing so clearly there's a there's there's a gap you know to to fill and there's a better way to do it so you got to shake things up but as you as you said like when you're shaking things up and you do something different like it, it takes time and and you got to kind of like build that credibility and trust and then as you said like yeah. you know you got to trust your team and 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 the solutions in order that okay you can make it happen and then prove that of course and and that's, yeah. that's a fun journey too you know and for for each approval you, you you get a little bit closer and you get a little bit further and and that's that that's that that's the fun 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 game of course like we're we're two different solutions in in the space but but still you know the the challenges and some of the needs are <laughs> yeah are, are still are, are still the same and and i guess like um you know you talk a little bit about already in terms of you know understanding the client's needs you know and the importance of that and i guess being involved, you know, with a lot of, you know, high level, you know, executive recruitment for organizations, like what are some of the key traits that you look for? And I guess, how do you adapt that to what the clients are looking for? I think that the key for this is to listen more than to talk, you know, because mm -hmm. as we talked in the beginning, the, the headhunter is a real communicator guy. And sometimes it's easy for it's not easy for a headhunter to stop talking and to listen what mm -hmm. what the people are thinking, because it's saying, oh I have ten thousand interviews I always do on this way I know this guy I know that guy I know that one and sometimes when the client is talking to you and you think and you bring the two or first words you say okay I know what we are looking for let this let bring. I will do this. I, I know what we are looking for. I know the guy that can be fit for your position. And sometimes you need to slow down, mm -hmm. breathe a little bit and listen to the client. Every time that you listen uh, carefully to what the client is saying and talk to him about, okay, you are looking for someone with this kind of behavior. Right. But as my experience on the market, you need to open a little bit this kind of behavior. And we are in a good uh, communication with your client and you are on the same page yeah the the, the success of the the, the 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 job will be total you know right if you're not listening if you are in a hurry to start to to, to produce and to send candidates and to, okay let's let's close it yeah. probably you take more time than you are thinking <laughs> no for sure and i, I think yeah. that, and i think that's that's the big challenge you know because we need uh, uh, every time that you sit with a very big guys they have they are opinion maker mm. they already have they are they they, they they already thinking what they they need and they are difficult to to change a little bit their mindset right and sometimes you need to show them okay i understand that you need to hire a superman 
Yeah. But on the price that you want to pay, you'll not find a Superman, you know. So you need to think <laughs> and you need to do yeah. do this kind of uh, of dismissification of the market. Yeah. And because we are work with people, uh, unfortunately, I cannot type some codes on my computer and bring the the, the exact candidate. So right. we need to find someone that have this kind of behavior. Mm-hmm. Once you found the the, the candidate need uh, need to be part of the process if they don't want to be part of the process okay you have the best candidate but they don't want to change they don't want to right. listen what will you do so there is a lot of uh, variables that you need to 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 manage to have a successful process and to close a good position no, it, makes, it makes a lot of sense and i guess also from your side right which which are like how as you were saying like okay i have ten thousand interviews and i have like you know this 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 large pool of people right that you're like immediately started like thinking okay this person could be good or this person could be good but then if you don't listen you know enough to you know what the clients are looking for and what they want then maybe you your suggestions or the people that you are thinking by is not really the the best fit after all so it's it's like like you gotta you know okay what exactly are you looking for i guess like also almost solve their puzzle because sometimes i guess the client doesn't always 100 know what they're looking for either which is <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess, uh, it's, it's, it's almost to the same as solve them um uh i uh the, the the magic cup you know it's like to solve you need yeah, the, yeah. the rubik's cup you know yeah, to, yeah, to solve yeah. it is not easy because every time that you change this piece you bring another yeah. right. and i and i think that uh um one of the keys is, to, as I said, is to listen, because there is something that I learned on the last years. Right. We don't have good or bad candidates. You have good and bad fits. You know, I can have an amazing candidate with a very good uh, universities, with a very good companies, and maybe this guy is amazing for that kind of com- companies, but it's not good for the other kind of companies. Right. So that's what you need to think. I don't have good and bad candidates. I don't have good and bad careers. I have the candidate that fit with the job. Right. And that's what you need to find. Because sometimes, uh, for example, I have someone with a uh, uh, university like Harvard, with an MBA in Stanford, for example, just thinking out loud about uh, good, good, good universities. And we're uh, working with uh, Apple or Google or something like that. Okay this should be a good candidate right but maybe for for my company for our company that we are small that we are much more uh, uh, a relationship maybe they are not good enough you right. know and and we need to bring someone that uh, have another kind of profile so right. we need to balance these and need to thinking about okay what kind of candidate i should find for this kind of company mm-hmm. no, once I'm- i find a good candidate for this kind of company they are the good fit no, it's, it's extremely important talking about the fit, right? Because not only like based on your skills, but also about your values, right? And like these these people's values and the organization's value, because the, at yeah. the end of the day, it's about creating value at the, the organization. And I mean, like, since we're talking about sports, we, we might as well kind of like, you know, relate that to, to players too, where I mean, like, yeah, you know, yeah. the best, best possible player, but, you know, say like, why did uh, Ronaldo go to Real Madrid and not to Barcelona and Messi vice versa, right? I mean, like, yeah, yeah. Messi was in the Barcelona early, but but at the same time, like, it's a it's a values thing, it's a personality, it's it's like these. No, uh, the, the the 
the example that that that, that you bring, for example, we have a guy working uh, playing at Barcelona right now. That's an amazing football player. That is Griezmann, mm -hmm. and he's not doing good in Barcelona because he do not fit with the the culture of the club. Right. He do not fit with all the players. Yeah. So no matter if I have an amazing guy, remember. On the past, the Real Madrid, when they have the Galactic guys, a lot of stars playing together. Yeah, I, I remember. Like, Man, it was not... Yes, Zinedine Zidane, David Beckham, Roberto Carlos, yeah. on, only only big stars, you know. And it was a they, they, crazy team. They, yeah, they, on, they on didn't... Paper, it was crazy, but on yeah. the didn't work. Didn't work. Didn't work, because... Inside a company, you need to have the main star. We need to have the guys that will carry the the, the we will carry the piano. You know, we need to have the guys that you're thinking about. So we need to do a mix about uh, about profiles and behavior to have the best fit. Yeah, hundred percent. And, and I guess like uh, we talked a lot about you know the companies, you know the the, the more of the decision makers, but you know there, there there's a lot of people and that tends also to listen to our podcast that are, are, are younger, you know, like more of the younger yeah. generation that are, you know, now all oh, like they're, they're, they're looking for jobs. They're like maybe having like some interview processes and, and, and trying to like, you know, find, I guess their, their, their pad a little bit in the industry. And, and I guess like, see with your, you know, 10,000 interviews experience, like, I guess what, what tips do you have? for them for like making that you know good first impression which is so important in in interviews like well, what are what are some key tips like some stuff that you've seen that you're like this is some stuff to keep in mind i think that sometimes they are uh they they they, they stick to their cv they stick to their career and sometimes their career do not have a very, a so amazing experience or something like that mm -hmm. and when you you take out from your resume and start to talking about yourself, about your behavior, about your history of life and bring good quality of this kind of communication. For me, it's key because uh, yeah. there is a, a typical phrase. You hired someone by the technical side, but you fire someone for the comportmental side, for the behavior. Mm -hmm. So it's much, it's easy to teach the technical side. Hmm. but it's not easy to teach the behavior. Right. So my tip is show your behavior, connect right. with the interviewer, uh, look into their eyes and talk, show attitude, show that you can make, you can really bring difference, of course, without lying and without changing yourself. Yeah. Because if you are changing yourself, if you are becoming a character to do this kind of interview, right. Right. it's not easy to keep it. So, but thinking about how to change your behavior, bring energy, show that you can really make the difference, show that you really want this, bring bright from your eyes. And if you have this kind of behavior, right. it's quite sure that you'll find a good opportunity. Uh, I think you're touching upon something really important to you of like, you know, people are so focused on, you know, their, their CV, you know, in, in, in that interview that they're like, oh, I got to explain all the stuff that I do. But then they're like, they forget to, you know, showcase who they are. You know, what, what makes them unique? Like what makes them different from probably a lot of the same experienced candidates, you know, that has this, maybe the same education, some of the same experiences. Yeah. Like 
a lot of the things you see now, like it's, it's people have a lot of the same stuff, you know, like you see more and more people like with say like sport management, like mastering sport management, you see a lot of people like having that, it's having that stuff. So then you're like, okay, but what, like, who do you like, how do you separate yourself? So that's where the personality and the values comes into place where you like, and we, we talk about this all the time too. Like when I, when we have the, 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 the conversations with universities, with students, I say like, know yourself first, you know, know who you are and what you're good at, what you stand yeah. for, because that's going to help you also finding the organizations that you want to work for and where you can yeah. provide value. So it, it, it kind of like goes back to what you were saying. It's like, no, yeah, and, and, and what is written in your resume is easy for anyone to see it. Mm-hmm. If I, when I read the resume, I saw what, what is written there. So, but when I'm talking to someone, I don't want to listen step by step from their career. Of course, I want to understand. So in that position, I did this, I did that. I changed this. I work as a team. I didn't work as a team. So I want to to to, to understand what have behind the lines, you know, what have behind the resume. Right. And uh, of course, the, the resume, it's, it's the guidance. Uh, as we talked previously about uh, what kind of interview you do, what kind of conversation, it's, it's much easier for me to have this kind of conversation without preparing anything because I'm showing myself, you know. If I'm preparing, okay, let's do this on a square way, that, that's my way of doing things. Sometimes we have some, some candidates need to be a little bit more square about the, the, the way of doing things. But right. it's very important to show what you have behind the resume. You show yeah. that what you have behind the lines because it's very easy to put everything on a paper, you know. But sometimes right. not easy to sell what yeah. we are seeing on the paper. But if we want to, um, I guess, kind of like come to an end here and, and, and just think a little bit about like, what are, what are like, I don't know, like two, three key questions that you kind of like always get in interviews that like, uh, like a young professional should think about, like preparing about, I guess, in a sense of like, this is some stuff that you should know. Like what, what yeah. are kind of like the the top three, you know, if you have that, that you would kind of like to share with them. I, I think that's, this will change a little bit according sure. to the experience, okay? Sure. But when you talk about young people, yeah. I think that one key question is, what are you looking for in your life? What, what is the legacy that you need to live when you look your career uh, from now to 10 years? Right. So how can you see yourself in five to 10 years? I think that's key mm-hmm. because this will show their ambition. This, this will show how they want to, to, to be in their life. They are, they are willing to be someone, not someone, okay, I'm good. And I have, in five years, I want to be working from home, for example. That, that, that should not yeah. bring, if you're talking about a, a club, if you're talking about something like that, that they want to grow. They want to see what we can bring as a legacy. Right. So that, for me, that that that's the quick question. Right. So how can you show yourself self in some years? Another question that I like to do is, okay, uh, you are young. We are building your career. If you want to bring the something that you really make the difference during your life until now, mm-hmm. what was the history? something inside your house that you change the way that your parents were thinking, something that you show your leadership without mm-hmm. having a leadership experience, for example. Right. See, some, I think that I have these two questions that I always do to young people 
yeah. that really, for in my opinion, really makes a difference. You know, right. when you have someone that is a lot of people with a, uh, an amazing history of life that can really, they really made a difference on their family lives. So when they bring this kind of uh, conversation, it's very good to see how they will react under pressure, how they react under good decision, uh, how they react when they need to come to the responsibility and take the decision. So it's something that really changed. No, it's a, I think it's a, a perfect way to kind of like just wrap, wrap this up. You know, it's like finishing up with like some two, you know, key questions that, that all these people have been listening, just like, this is some stuff I got to work on. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Yeah. Start, start thinking about that. And, and uh, of course, like if you're still with us, you know, maybe, maybe write down in the comments, like what, what is, what is, um, one of the challenging questions that you have received during an interview. So we can see in the, in the chat there. So make sure to type that in below so we can, we can take a look at that because that would be really cool to see like, what is What is a question that you remember that you're like, this is something that I should have practiced on, or this is something that I, I really remember from an interview. And yeah. that's good because yeah. then people can like, Oh, that's something maybe to think about. And that's something to, you know, learn from, because at the end of the day, you know, having a community here where we can learn from each other, where obviously this yeah. is how we're interviewing you, Cristiano, so you can share your insights, you know, with, uh, with, with all the young and upcoming sport leaders and professionals out there. So you know, I, w- I would like to thank you so much, Cristiano, for, for taking the time. Uh, I don't know if you have any final remarks. <laughs> no, I think that the only final remark, thinking about how to prepare yourself, sometimes the, there is a lot of uh, things that they, the people used to read and say, okay, I will prepare myself on this way. Mm-hmm. And there is something that you need to think about because I'll, it's very common to receive this kind of question. Tell me about your strong points and about your weak points. I don't like this kind of question, but it's quite common on the market. Yeah. Yeah. And normally they say, oh, I'm a weak point. I'm perfectionist or something like that. So don't go on this way. When you need to think about this, try to bring something that's not the usual, you know, but something that's real, not uh, being perfectionist. Being perfectionist is good or weak point. I don't know. I don't, uh, I think that if you will stick to the perfectionist without taking the action, mm. it's a weak point. But if you are perfectionist and bring the action together, it's a good point. So right. we need to think about the mix. Don't don't go to the to the formal way, to the one right. that you you read on the, on the Human Resources Magazine. Yeah. And, thinking about your life to bring about uh, maybe not the weak point but uh, on the past i take this decision that uh, in a mature way right now if i was take the decision again i will take i will change this decision i will go on another way so this you you show your maturity this you show that you can take another judgment about something that on that moment that you're not mature enough you did right. but now you're doing the different way I think that's much more clever, much more smart to bring this kind of conversation. Yeah. And it will make the interviewer much happier to listen to these kind of things unless to listen, I'm perfectionist, I'm stubborn or something like that, you know? Right, right. No, no, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and with that, Cristiano, like, again, once again, thank you so much for, for taking the time. It was uh, my pleasure. For, uh, for, for listening, you know, being, I hope you enjoyed the episode, of course. And, and as always, if you haven't already, you know, 
make sure to like the video subscribe if you haven't as well because every every week you'll get you get key tips you know from it could be uh from from headhunters it could be you know from ceos it could be you know whatever level in the sport industry from different kind of organizations brands you know uh, teams leagues you know they they're sharing their tips and insights with you so don't miss out on that and like i said write your favorite or uh, i don't know the, the least favorite question you got in the in, in an interview one day and we'll we'll take a look at that maybe even christiana will uh will take a look and answer some of it too that could be cool feel free feel free to contact me on linkedin or whatever you, you find me on the social media and i'll be i will be more than happy to help anyone Awesome. Well, well, thank you so much. And as always, uh, we, we, we're gonna finish it. Finish up with some Norwegian. I don't know if you're re you're ready to learn some uh, Norwegian, Cristiano. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So with every video we do, we always finish with "Vi snakkes," which means "See you later" in Norwegian. Okay. Okay. Can you repeat, please? "Vi snakkes." This not guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 you got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, All okay. right. Thank you, Cristiano. Thank you. This not guess. This not guess. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Bye bye.